everybody. I'm Katie Knight and welcome to my podcast, Can You Put Me On Guest List? If you are new to the podcast, then welcome. And if you've been here before, then thanks for joining me again. I hope you are doing well today. This week, I am joined by Rosanne Jammart, who is the COO of IDNT, a Dutch company that organizes some of the biggest events in dance music, such as Awakenings, Sensation, Mysteryland. They're the co-founders of Tomorrowland. And a few days ago, you may have seen on the news that a field lab test festival was held in the Netherlands to investigate how events with an increased visitor capacity can take place safely and responsibly during the pandemic. Well, this festival was also organized by IDNT. So we chat all about how this test went, what it was like, how people behaved, how it worked, and what Rosanne thinks are the next steps for large events to be able to happen again. We also talk about Rosanne's journey in the company so far, as she actually became the COO at the beginning of 2021. And even though she had been at the company for 14 years before that, obviously stepping in to that kind of role at a time like now couldn't have been easy. So we talk all about how that transition was for her and what were her first priorities. And it was just a really interesting chat with someone that really knows her stuff. This is Rosanne Janmart here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Rosanne, hello, how are you? I'm good. Nice to be in your show. Oh, it's lovely. I've been really looking forward to this. I know we've had to change dates a few times, so now it's like finally happening. So I'm yeah. really happy to have yeah, you here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, how is everything where you are? You're in Amsterdam. I'm in Amsterdam. Well, things are a bit strange still. Um, the rules here are quite strict at the moment. So we are uh, in a lockdown, uh, work with a curfew. So everyone needs to be uh, inside their houses at 9 p.m. So um, it's still, yeah, it's still a weird situation. Uh, but I feel that, well, there's, there's positive things coming. I agree. I yeah. agree. So let's start off just talking a little bit about your company, IDNT. Yeah. What is IDNT and which companies form part of the group? Because I know it's massive. I, th- I believe it's been since like 1992. Is that yeah. right? So how long, how long can I spend on this question? <laughs> as long as you want. <laughs> no, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, we have quite an, uh, I think, a uh, nice and uh, extensive um, history, but indeed, um, the company was founded almost 30 years ago. Um, uh, we got famous um, uh, by the by the party uh, Thunderdome, which is uh, well, uh, Gabber Music, uh, which I think uh, in the Dutch, uh, well, in the Netherlands, is really famous because it was literally a youth movement at that time. Uh, and around the year 2000, we shifted a little bit, so the Gabber became less popular, and we decided to broaden the scope. So we started organizing Sensation, which is uh, mostly famous because of the white dress code and the center stage. Um, Organized uh, techno events, trans events. And then in 2006, uh, IDNT merged with QDance. They basically filled the gap when uh, the Gabber went down. They uh, developed a new music genre within the electronic genre, hardstyle. And they, at that point, they were already, in terms of visitors, almost uh, um, the same size. In 2012, we were bought by uh, SFX, the uh, well, oh. 
I might say, but you probably know uh, SFX with the company of Bob Silliman. He tried to uh, well bring the company uh, to the stock exchange, or he did actually, but he didn't do it successfully. So in uh, 2016, um, well, we went basically the mother company of IDT went bankrupt, and we got a new owner. Um, but we're still here. So everything is um, well, uh, quite good. And in the meantime, uh, we have some new additions to the company. So Awakenings is also now part of IDNT. Um, Art of Dance is part of IDNT. B2S is part of IDNT. And uh, Funse Gedeuntjes, which is, um, well, in English, it's uh, Sleazy Tunes. So basically, now we're uh, an umbrella company. We organize 70 uh, large-scale events per year and attract, well, in, normal, in a normal year, about one and a half million visitors. Oh my goodness. So you're yes. busy then, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. And so you became the COO of the company uh, from January the 1st of 2021, um, which was a time that is even still very, very difficult for the, for the entertainment industry. So I'm really curious to know, how did you find stepping into such a big role at such a difficult time? And what were your first priorities? Well, sometimes, you know, I make the joke, it's like, if you cut off the C, it's like, oh-oh. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's I love that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. But no, no, all kidding aside, I've been with the company um, almost for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Started as an intern, and uh, this uh, we already discussed this uh, last year, so I knew this was coming. Um, and I'm uh, well, I'm, I'm quite happy that I can uh, can can play an important role in uh, in making sure that the company survives this crisis, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, yeah, I think you know it's 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 a tough job, uh, but I'm happy to do so. And the most important, yeah, and I think that uh, uh, to your question, uh, what's my focus? Well, the first one, of course, is uh, getting the company through this crisis. Then the second uh, is uh, making sure that all our employees stay uh, happy and motivated and uh, can, you know, be the best uh, version of themselves within the company. Yeah. And then the fourth one is, um, you know, every um, in every situation you can see something positive. And um, so what we're trying to do is uh, come up with uh, a couple of new projects that we were already thinking of. But because, you know, we have such a busy schedule uh, in normal years, we never had the time. And now we decided, okay, let's take the time. Now we're having kind of a downtime. Let's take the time to, uh, well, uh, introduce and launch new, uh, new concepts. Yeah, it's been quite nice, hasn't it, in some way, like when you think of the positive sides that some of these things that even if they're not projects maybe they could just even be like personal things that you never ever normally have the time to do yeah and now has been the time that you can kind of explore and discover other things and try the things that you never thought you'd probably have the time to do yeah definitely i mean it's it has the last 15 years i've been i've been i've literally been uh, traveling all over the world you know getting on a plane off a plane sometimes i didn't even know what country i was going to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where am I? Uh, and now, uh, you know, it's 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 a good time to I think for reflection and decide what you think is important in life. Uh, you know, the, the, at the end, the most valuable thing in your life is time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. And that, and you know, you have to 
sometimes I think maybe also because she, we're females, uh, you're, mm. you can drag into some stuff because you think, okay, it's nice to do. Um, but yeah, if it costs time for you and you don't get anything about it, yeah, then why should you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And talking about trying to get through this corona crisis this last crazy crazy year for for everybody for every type yeah. of industry yeah a few a few a few days ago i think only three or four days ago um a field lab test festival which was organized by yourselves and yeah, mojo correct. is that right mojo yeah yeah mojo. They're, the, they're the dutch um uh promoter or the dutch company of live nation Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. So you held an event in Netherlands, uh, in the Netherlands to investigate how events with an increased visitor capacity can take place safely and responsibly during the pandemic. Yeah. I am so, so curious. I mean, I've seen it on the news and I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, First of all, I'd just kind of like to know how, how did it work? What were your, your, your main concerns and how did everything function so i think one taking one little step back what would the first thing we did basically when uh, corona hit us was um well um join join ourselves or force ourselves into into uh, with 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 the sector and that not only for the commercial festivals but also sport events like the, the soccer association uh business events theaters so we joined forces mm-hmm. uh, stronger voice uh towards the government and i think that's that's the first part of this why this uh has been quite successfully and why this could take yeah. place so there were in total eight events a couple of f- soccer matches, uh, a theater, um, uh, theater play, uh, a business-to-business events, and then four um, events that Moyo and IDT organized. Two of them were indoor with uh, 1,300 visitors each, and two of them were outdoor uh, with 1,500 um, visitors each. And basically what we did is um, the events were called Field Lab. There's also uh, some scientists um, that take part of it because it's it's a behavioral um, research. Mm-hmm. And what we said is, there, okay, there's like seven measures we can take in order to uh, create a safe environment. And the first one is uh, everyone needs to be tested and uh, upon arrival show that they're uh, tested negative. Yeah. And then the events at the Ziggo Dome, which was the uh, the indoor versions, we had created bubbles. So uh, everyone was uh, divided into six groups. And uh, for instance, one bubble, we asked them to uh, take place and stand the entire event on, on a dot on the floor. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one of the bubbles, we were asked was asked to wear a mouth cap. And then we, you know, you you see, of course. Minute one, everyone was like, okay, I'm going to stand on the dot with my <laughs> cup. And then like, <laughs> in minute, like after five minutes, as everyone was close together, like, screaming at the DJ. Yeah. Tearing. Mask <laughs> off. On each other's shoulders. Well, but I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it, we are testing to be uh, the behavior. And then the event uh, that uh, was this weekend, we basically, we had, um, the only thing we had as of restrictions was you needed to get tested on forehand. We had divided the groups to enter in three groups. So 500 people per half hour to make sure that at the entrance uh, it wasn't too crowded. And then again, the mouth cap. Yeah. 
Um, but I think uh, we I haven't received the, the results yet, but I think the conclusion is the mouth caps are not going to stay on. I know. I, I did see something on the TV and, um, and they were saying, like, I think they'd interviewed a couple of people and they were saying, like, how they just wanted to, you know, kind of hug people and not have their masks off and kind yeah, of... Yeah, that, that, that definitely a lot of hugging uh, took place. And at the end, what we want to accomplish, because for us, a festival with, you know, a social distancing or wearing a mouth cap, it's not going to work. Yeah. So at the end, what we're trying to accomplish is show the government, and I think that's already what we've achieved, that our visitors are willing to 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 take a test. Right. And uh, in for these events, they had to take a PCR test, which is you know with with stick in your nose and in your mouth, so not uh, comfortable at all. And we only had four test locations, so people really had to travel to go to one of those locations. Right. Um, and afterwards, we saw that um, around 85% did the test again, which is, I think, quite high. Um, and what we want to accomplish is that, you know, as long as Corona is controlling the daily life, mm-hmm. um, we want to show the government that basically with either a vaccine or the negative test results, we can uh, organize safe events. And of, yes. and of course, without any other measures. And hopefully uh, that's what the government is now working on. And I think also on a global level, the rapid tests are uh, developing and more and more uh, progress is made there. So hopefully we don't have to work with the PCR tests, but just either, you know, uh, blow into something or I think there's even like lollies where you can lick on and see if you have the virus. So it's it's it, hopefully we can uh, move into a way that it's quite easy uh, to do a test and then uh, accommodate, uh, accommodate the normal capacity of visitors. What was the atmosphere like, though? Oh, crazy. I can't even imagine <laughs> what it must have been like after so, so long of people not seeing and being at festivals. And I just thought, then 1,500 people. That I mean, how did they get chosen? That was another question I wanted to know. Well, well interesting question, because people had, had to basically, they first we asked them to register. Okay, we're right. going to have four events. Um, please leave your email address if you're interested. And we, for those four events, we had 5,600 <laughs> tickets and over 100,000 people s- subscribed in the first 24 hours. Oh my goodness. In the first so 24 much. hours. Yeah, yeah. And then we stopped because it's, didn't make uh, didn't make any sense. Uh, and then when, you know, when we opened the ticket shop, there was just a big queue and the, I don't know, some people got lucky and some didn't. Um, wow. The funny thing is, because of course I attended the events and I also I had to get tested, but for me the party started already at like the, the, the test location. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there were a lot of young people and uh, you you literally saw uh, people waiting for their friend to come to go to into the test location together or waiting after they had the test to see how their friends uh, uh, did it. Yeah. So I asked the people from the working at the test location, how are you experiencing this? And they were like, yeah, well, we hope we can have this like every day because normally we only have like a little bit of cranky people because they don't feel they don't feel right and they are scared that they might have the virus and now there's all these young people you know very excited to get the test (laughs) i can only imagine what it must have been like like seeing your friends and being out in the air and having live music and just being able to enjoy life and the first, the first 10 minutes you feel everyone's excited but you also feel that everyone's a little bit awkward 
I'm like, okay, am I the first one who's gonna take off the mouth cap? Can we can we touch each each other? Can we you know can we stand close to each other? And then like after 10 minutes, everyone's all over each other. And literally, you know, every every time we did a little bit of CO2, everyone was woo. <laughs> every break, woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing! I yeah. saw something about some lanyards as well that they have. Yeah, right correct. Now. That's because um, that's because of the um, the behavioral uh, research. So at the end, what we want to test is okay. Let's say we have an event of ten thousand people, and we we are going to ask everyone to do the test. But we know that there's a little bit of a false margin, right, in every test. Mm-hmm. So if we with by uh, measuring everyone's movement with the lanyard, we know that if there's well, 1,500 people at the event, we now can measure, or that's what we're measuring right now, if we go in together with how many people we are actually getting in contact, because it's not 1,500, and also for how long. And then uh, that that information combined with, okay, what f- uh, false margin is in there in the test, you basically know what's the risk of opening up again. Yeah. How interesting. Is this something that you've been working on for a really long time? Has it been a hard thing to develop? Yeah, it's 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 been uh, difficult because um, I think we've been working on this for, for, I think, around the summer we started preparing. So let's say August or something. Um, and I think the most, uh, well, difficult thing, normally uh, what we do is everything um, we do, we try to always make like a magical world for every yeah. event we do. And we always have like the fiercest experience in mind. And now you have first the requirements of the researchers. And then we try to make the festival feeling around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the researchers, it was quite new. So things changed uh, quite frequently. And also the government, we were first uh, supposed to plan or uh, hold the events in November. And then the government decided, okay, well, it's not the best time because the number of um, cases are going up. So let's push it to till December and then it became January and now March. Uh, <laughs> you got there eventually though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after seeing the event and obviously attending the event and organizing the event, do you think that this is going to be the answer or do you think that there are still more studies that need to be done? Well, I think uh, we're, uh, we're, we're now preparing a new study, an extra study. So I know that the soccer already uh, announced a new study with an increase of capacity. Right. And uh, we are thinking maybe doing an, a new study, which is m- going to be multiple days. Because now what we did is if the event is taking place on Thursday, you had to do the test uh, not later than 48 hours or not right. soon. Sorry, not sooner. And um, the question is how we're going to handle uh, a three-day event because people are going to stay there for 72 hours, maybe plus. So then maybe during when you're on site, you need to get retested again. So that's that's the next one where uh, we're thinking of to do. So yeah. has the football events, have they had their results back already? Well, we what we what we do have, so we are, we're expecting all the results uh, to be there early May. Right. Uh, but we, what we do know is that upfront so when people got tested i think now we're we have about 
in total, so out of the uh, 80 vans, there's 60 people that got tested positive. So we we told those 60, basically we picked them out, hey, you cannot enter the event, plus you you have corona and you need to stay at home and uh, go into car- quarantine. So I think that's already positive. Those people might have never known otherwise. Uh, and so far, over the eight events, uh, we have four people that turned out positive after the event. And the question is, got they infected in between the test and the event or at the event? And that's something yeah. now um, we're now, uh, well, the researchers are looking into. Most likely, they got it in between. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, yeah. And that seems like such a small number as well, but it's easy yeah. to have got it between, between yeah, exactly. them times. Yeah. 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 So, big question. I know this yeah. might be a hard question. Okay. What, what do you see the rest of 2021 looking like for the entertainment industry? Yeah, that, it's a good question. I think um, we're going to we're gonna have events in 2021. Question is when? Uh, and I think also for every country it's a bit different because, for instance, in the UK, uh, the vaccine program is going way faster than in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 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 a big. Uh, it's going to be a big part of it. Also, the rapid testing and whether they are going to be approved is going to be a part of it. So at this moment, uh, we're aiming for. Uh, we think that the events in August will take place. Um, it also, uh, the Dutch government just released or announced uh, like a fund, a guarantee fund, where um, if your event has taken place two years or more, you can apply for the fund and you can start organizing your event without worrying, okay, if I make costs now and the event cannot take place, I'm going to be, the costs are not reimbursed. So the government says, okay, if you have, if your event took place for two years, prior to Corona, and it was already, uh, you had a a cancellation insurance on it, then you can apply for this fund and um, we can start organizing. And if the government for some reason says in the meantime, okay, it cannot take place because the numbers are too high, they will um, uh, provide us with, uh, or they will cover 80% of the costs. That's amazing. That's so good that you have that support. Yeah, Yeah, because that means the thing, the thing is, uh, people see our events, and, but that's just the end product. But to get to the end, end product, there are so many companies and people involved, and the, all the suppliers and all the, uh, the contractors, they are now at a, at a standstill. And if we don't know when, we're, when we can organize a party again, we're not going hi- to hire them. But that means that potentially contractors are now... You know, they have, they had to, uh, well, they were forced to look other jobs. Uh, suppliers are, some some are going to go bankrupt or decide to just uh, even stop with their entire event uh, br- branch. Um, and if we now have the, uh, if we feel the freedom because of this fund to start preparing and also start paying the suppliers again, it keeps the whole ecosystem alive. Amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's, that's really good. Because sometimes we don't really think about, you know, the actual amount of people that are involved in these events. Yeah. Like, it's not the people that you just see, even just behind <laughs> everything that goes on down to, you know, the cups, the ice, exactly. straws, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. the tiny transport. There's so, so many people that are involved that, yeah. you know, you, you don't see, but that they're there. So that's amazing that you have that support. Yeah. No, I think it's in the Netherlands for the event industry, it's about 100,000, they estimate. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is quite large, yeah. Oh, Rosanne, fingers crossed this all works out. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing that you that you guys are doing this, though, and um, you, you've had the chance, you have the support from the government to be able to do so, and let's hope and pray that this is a really big step forward for us all. I, yeah, I, I, I think that, well, so, so far, the spin-off is quite positive, and also during the press conferences, our... Um, our uh, uh, prime minister, he also he refers to the event, so I think that's quite positive. Yeah. Uh, also, in the guarantee fund, uh, uh, it's there's refer, uh, reference made to the to the test event. So I think yeah, I think it's quite important that we've uh, we've done that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I was so excited when I saw it on TV. I was like, wow. <laughs> An event. <laughs> people are dancing people literally texted us like on instagram on facebook is, is this now is this in, is this in this year where is it <laughs> i'm not there <laughs> yeah so you mentioned before that you have been at the company for 14 years um yeah. you started as an intern is that right yeah that's right yeah wow so what have been some of your um, most favorite projects that you've worked on so far since you've been there? Oh, that's a good question because there are so many. Um, so I have quite a, a few uh, number of roles within the company. So I started as an intern at the, uh, the risk and crowd uh, safety uh, department. Then I moved into the more commercial um, uh, department as an account manager. I became a project manager for Sensation, and for that role, I basically I traveled the world. So I became responsible for Sensation in Russia, in Denmark, in the U.S. Um, so I, I lived in the U.S. also for a year. Uh, when we just got uh, bought by SFX, we decided to start a company or set up an office there, and I moved there to help set up the office. So we had a Sensation in Toronto, in New York, in Las Vegas, Miami, San Francisco. That was quite cool. Um, I uh, did some best business development after, so made sure that we uh, well brought sensation to to Turkey, uh, to Japan. Uh, so it was really, I think it was that's I think uh, one of my highlights to get to know so many different cultures. You know, when you go on a holiday to a certain country, you see it's a nice country, but you don't really uh, get to know the culture. And when you work with a culture or with with people from a different uh, country, you really get to you understand. Hey, okay, this is this is a little bit different than my approach. And I think every country and every culture has something in it that's really beautiful. So learning from different uh, cultures and seeing the beauty of them, I think that's that has really enriched my life. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's has really been a highlight. Uh, then we also had some really tough times. So when uh, SFX went to, into the Chapter 11, that, that's basically uh, going bankrupt. There was a difficult time uh, for our, our company as well. Uh, but it, it did make us stronger uh, also as a team. So even though it was a difficult time, I'm quite happy to have been there and to have been so, I don't know if this is uh, a saying in English as well, but to, to have been close to the fire. When, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you... Um, I was there, uh, uh, I got asked to um, to join the management team. Uh, so I really, I saw also, uh, well, the, the less side, the lesser side of, of doing business. Um, but at, you know, at that time, it was uh, difficult to see. And it was also because 
um, yeah, it's at some point you it felt like everything was just about the finances. And I started at this company because I think we have beautiful products. Uh, so that was a difficult period, but one I definitely learned from a lot. When I was reading earlier uh, your journey in the company and how you started, and one thing that I did think to myself was it's, it's quite rare um, that you do meet people that have been in a company for so long nowadays. I know. 14 years is a really long time. And I think yeah. probably before it, it was probably more, um, it was something that happened uh, more regularly. But I feel like nowadays you don't really meet people that have been from an intern and worked yeah. their way right to the top. So I, I know. Uh, yeah, and I thought that was really amazing and really inspiring as well because I don't really, I actually really don't know hardly anybody that has kind of had the journey that you've had. So I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about what your advice would be for people that are maybe starting out in the industry and would, you know, like to pursue a role um, like the one that you have today. Well, I think first of all, when I just joined the company, I was so impressed, maybe, well, overwhelmed of... Um, it's such a rare collective of individuals who are all really different people, but there's just this one gigantic goal that they have, which uh, ties them together. And that's basically um, create the best events in the world. And um, after every event, we're not going to sit, okay, uh, we can sit back again because we just did, did a wonderful job. No, first thing is, okay, how can we do better? And that drive, that's just, it's contagious. And so I think that's, that's for me, very important. Um, it's, it, it's, it's difficult to get used of like a crowd who's already screaming when they're waiting at the entrance to get in. Uh, so I think that's, that also helps. Uh, I think I was lucky that uh, I really got the opportunity to, to develop myself. Um, and, you know, I, I had the different roles and, uh, of course, I had to work for it. Uh, it wasn't, uh, not, nothing was given. Um, but the fact that I had the opportunity to travel the world and when I said, hey, I'd like to live in the U.S., okay, it's the US. go live in the U.S., uh, I said, okay, I think I want to start a new business unit and uh, work on a business development. Okay, if you think you can uh, get business in China, go and do it. Uh, so I got a lot, of, a lot of trust and freedom in the company. And I think that's quite special. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's the reason why I'm still here. Uh, also because I, every day, me and my colleagues see new opportunities and things we can do better, uh, new projects. And I think uh, until that's the case, um, because no, no day feels the same here, uh, so as long as that's the case, I think I'm here to stay. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's nice yeah. that you go to work every day and there's something different and it's exciting yeah. and you don't have that sensation of, oh, I'm doing the same thing again, you know? No, I'm, I've got friends and they say, yeah, I, you know, they say, yeah, we literally have a nine to five job where at yeah. already at three, they're like, okay, two hours left. Yeah. That, you know, of course it happened once or twice, but it hardly does. Most of the times I'm like, oh, it's dark. I need to leave. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then as, as uh, with regards to giving tips to people who are now young, yeah. I think what really helped for me is um, work on your own internal PR. So, you know, um, make sure that if you achieve something, the people who matter know that you achieved that. 
Um, because I, I'm now uh, here um, at this level and uh, we have uh, at this moment around 100 uh, people working for us. Uh, I try to keep in touch with all of them, but that's not that's not happening on a regular basis. So I don't know uh, in detail what all of the 100 people are doing or what their what dreams they want to pursue. So if they tell me, I know and I can help them. Yeah. And I think that's that's an important one to remember. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Communicating and trying to keep a, a close yes. relationship with yeah, people, yeah, yeah. The people yeah. that you work with. Well, you're over 100 people. That's a lot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And we're already down with 40% compared to last year. My goodness. Yeah. A yeah. lot of you. <laughs> so as we said before, um, IDNT started in, in 1992. Yeah. Um, obviously, dance music styles have, have changed, as, as have people's music tastes as well, and, and yeah. the things that people like to do and like to attend. So what do you think is the secret behind organizing events that year after year are successful and never really seem to fall behind? Basically, it's 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 going to clubs yourself because that's where you know new trends start. Uh, so we have a lot of young people, but also even me, you know, who are still really passionate about music and finding the next new talent or the next new thing. Uh, so it's it's basically it's it's just scouting and going to clubs, going to Ibiza and check what check out what's going out uh, going on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Keeping yourself in the mix. Yeah, and also not being afraid to, to try different things. You know, it's it's easy to always book the, the DJ Mac uh, Top 100. And of course, you want to have them there. Um, but you also want to have within your program space for new upcoming talent. Yeah. To see, hey, is this maybe a new uh, person for the, the DJ Mac? Yeah. yeah, and even if it doesn't work, it's like, well, at least you've tried and you learn from exactly. your mistakes. Yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, of course. And well, the, the, the nice thing of our portfolio is that because we have s such a broad portfolio with so many events, for instance, at Sensation, there's just one stage. Yeah. And we have space for six artists. Um, in 2006, Duncan, our founder, he decided, okay, the trance music, which was Sensation, I don't really think that's, go that's going on anymore. So let's move it to Tech House. And we did that transition within one year and people were like, what happened? We bought a for a trans event and now we're here in a tech house event. So that was maybe a bit too quickly. So we've learned that lesson. But for instance, with Mysteryland, there's three days, there's 14 stages. You can just have, you know, a pocket stage with a new trend and then see if it's busy or not. And if it's, if it's busy, then the next year you give it a bigger stage. And then the next year you give it an even bigger stage or you make a new event out of it. So that's basically the growth model we use. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the, the the best way to do it. I'm curious what to, to know. What are you missing the most from you know uh, pre coronavirus and when you were organising so many events? What's the part that you kind of miss the most about? I think I miss um, I miss dancing. Oh, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. The, the day that you're with your friends and it's a sunny day and you're on a, in a park and there's nice music and you have a drink in your hand and yes, just to dance in the without, any, without, without a worry. Yeah, I think that's what I miss. Uh, no, yeah. me too. I'm sure most people that are listening will probably say the exact same thing. Yeah. 
And what are your goals for 2021 with ID&T? I know obviously I'm sure one of the main goals is what we've just spoken about before, but is there anything that you're working on that you can share with us that you're you're really excited about? It's, it's just a little bit too soon. More, yeah, yeah. We, are the, <laughs> we have the government, you know, we just had a press uh, press uh, moment on on Tuesday. So if they had have had better news, I might have uh, uh. <laughs> had the opportunity to say a bit more. But we're working on three projects. One of them is online, which is quite exciting. It's not the typical live stream. It's, 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 I think it's really going to be something cool. And there's two uh, alternatives that we're going to add to the portfolio, but that are uh, well, also Corona-proof. Okay. Basically, but we, we are adding them uh, to the portfolio uh, permanently. And I'm really excited about, about that one. Uh, or about one of the, especially one of those, to be honest, without saying that the other one is, is less exciting. Okay. Um, but it's it's something that's, um, you know, we've been for 29 years, we've been organizing uh, events or festivals that uh, were always uh, music infused and always elect- in the electronic music genre. And last year we did a new project, which is called Tideloos. In English, it's timeless. And it was um, a camping so a camping of six weeks uh, with a mindfulness and a spiritual uh, theme and program. That was quite exciting. And that was our first, basically the first activity we did without the electronic music. Oh, uh, wow. How interesting. Not, not within the electronic music scope. And this year we're going to launch, hopefully early May, uh, we're going to um, well, launch something really exciting, like an immersive interactive, interactive um, concept. Uh, with music, uh, but not uh, electronic music. So it's not it's not going to be a party, but it's going to be uh, basically for everyone who's interested in entertainment. Ah, yeah, it's uh, very fake, but we're gonna we're gonna amaze the audience. Amaze the audience. Yes. I'm, everything you do, you amaze the audience. So I'm sure this is just going to be try, we try, yeah. <laughs> another mind blowing experience. Yeah. So just to end, I like to do some quick fire questions. Would yes. you be up to doing some with me? Of course, I like it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so first of all, how does your morning start? I have a terrible morning ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Long goes. Well, I know because of the, the pandemic, I bought a pandemic puppy. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of us. Are you too? What kind of puppy did you buy? Well, I didn't buy him. I rescued him. He's a little oh, really? puppy, and he is like a um, a Jack Russell mix. Ah, he's, that's nice. He's called Disco. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, mine is yeah. mine. I I was told it's it's like a a wiener dog. Uh huh. Well, like I a think sausage. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But I think it's. It's not because the, the the legs are a little bit too long. So it's he's called, but he's really cute. So it's fine. He's called Frankie. Frankie the sausage. Yeah. <laughs> so the morning ritual now it's it used to be alarm, check the email, go in the shower, go to work. Yeah. And now because of Frankie, I do a little stroll uh, between the the shower and the going to work. Uh, and I try to, uh, because I never do breakfast, but I do try to make like um, uh, a green uh, vegetable smoothie to make it myself to kick off the day healthy. Nice, good. Yeah. Isn't it nice, isn't it nice starting the day though with a, a little walk? Because I never used to do that either. I used to literally wake up, look at my phone, 
get ready and then I was starting. But actually having an excuse to leave the house and have to walk the dog, it's kind of like, oh, it's yeah, great. it starts yeah. the day a different, bit differently, don't yeah. you? Yeah, it starts and it ends differently because you have to, you well, you're forced to get out of the house. Yeah. And also you can't be on your phone or on your computer the entire time. So I think it's it's really healthy, to be honest, to, to have a dog. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> They've done as good. They've done as yeah. good. All right. This is going to be a difficult question, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite festival to attend one of our own or let's say one of your own and then one out of idnt oh <laughs> i hope my colleagues are not going to look at this <laughs> <laughs> i won't put you on the spot whatever you want to say well, i think Vibe wise, it's definitely going to be Defcon, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, the biggest hardstyle gathering in the world. And hardstyle isn't typically music I play in my car, but the energy and the vibe of the crowd is unprecedented. We have it's like a three day event, and there's like these moments. So we start with the gathering, and so that the, the festival opens at Friday at 12 p.m. And then eight, there's the gathering, and people just go mad. And then on Saturday, we have at 4 p.m. the power hour, and there's we make a mix. That's an hour with all kinds of crazy bootlegs, new music. Every artist wants to have his or her music in there because that's going to be, you know, a thing. Uh, and we have just a totally sync show with crazy stuff going on. And then the festival ends with this amazing fire show oh wow um, yeah and the fans are they're they're amazing yeah that's so i think that will be that will be vibe wise and i think uh mystery land because mystery land is such a nice um well gathering of all these really different individuals because there's trance music there's hardstyle music there's a little bit more of an urban sound so everything is there and mixed up and the techno people are checking out the hardstyle stage and the hardstyle people are tre- checking out the urban stage and I think that's a really nice mixture of people yeah oh nice I've never been before but I've always heard so many great stories yeah well if if this year takes place then I, I'll hope to see you there yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah. hopefully yes what was the last thing that you bought online it was this morning it, a really cool jacket that I can wear um hopefully to Mysteryland yeah, Lovely. a cute uh, little jacket with nice shoulder, nicer print. Yeah. Very nice, very <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Something new that you've learned during the pandemic? Oh, something new I learned during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see how I can translate this in, in English. I think it will be uh, the flex, the, how flexible our team is. How flexible your team is. Yeah, yeah. So after, I think, already two weeks in the pandemic and everyone was first, you're like a little bit numb, like, okay, what's happening? And is this really happening? And for how long is this happening? No one was believing it. And then after two weeks already, our creative people were, okay, big turnaround. Let's focus on what we can do. So we we did the most amazing live stream shows. with DEFCON, of course, we did. We created a stage of 100 by 100 meters. 
And normally a stage is like this because you're viewing at it. And now it was down and then we had drones flying over it. And the Paul Rose show playing Queen with the show must go on. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like crying material, basically. Uh, Tideloss we did and we now are developing the new projects. It's that's I think it's it's incredible to see that people, you know, they're basically we can do anything that we normally do and still being able to come up with this great and great uh, things and uh, ideas yeah that's amazing yeah yeah it's so true actually you're I, a couple of weeks ago i had another guest on the podcast and he's a producer at bbc radio one yeah and um and we were talking about the same thing like obviously he produces all of the radio shows from the studio normally and then all of a sudden yeah. the pandemic hit and he was like, you'd be so surprised how all of a sudden, just like that, we were, allowed, we were able to turn things around and we were producing radio shows that are broadcast to the whole of the nation from yeah. my room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. crazy how quickly we yeah. can adapt and it just yeah. to shows the things that we can do from home. Yeah, so that's, I think, yeah, that's something I'm really proud of. Amazing. Yeah. Something that you haven't ticked off your bucket list yet. Oh, I, I have checked a lot of things of my bucket list. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've done a lot. Did like the, the cage diving in South Africa with the white sharks. Oh, I said, did you also do the dive? I uh, diving in the Bahamas with the hammerhead sharks. Haven't done that, no. <laughs> I stood on a plane. You stood with, on a plane? Yeah, yeah, wind walking, it's called. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the, the, the bucket listing. I'm, uh, I'm good at. Uh, Have you jumped well, out of a plane? Of course, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I drove a tank. Looks wow. fun, but it's. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that one in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone for the option where you can drive over the cars, but. Maybe another time. No, so what I <laughs> what I had on my list uh, was um, uh, going to Norway, to the really the north of Norway, and swim with orcas. Wow, how yeah, beautiful! But that's but I'm not sure if it's also nice for the orcas. Yeah, it's also. True. I think I, I think I have to reconsider whether that's something I'm gonna do. And then if I'm not gonna do that, I might. I don't know. I think it's it would be nice to go to either to go to Rajasthan in India, mm-hmm. where is, there's these beautiful castles, or or maybe to Bhutan. So mm, yeah, that's some that's great uh, options there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a year of sitting at home. So uh. <laughs> what is your favorite cocktail? Oh, I'd say quite a simple one. I think a mojito. Mojito. Oh, I yeah, love mojito. Yeah, yeah. That's a good it's choice. It's fresh, it's sweet, it's, it's good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It feels summery, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, what's your favorite month of the year? I think it would be, um, yeah, I think April. Yeah, the Netherlands is on its best in April, you know. Uh, uh, I'm Dutch, so I'd li- I'd li- I like to cycle. Uh, and uh, there's this a lot of beautiful flowers that are coming up. The the, the baby sheeps are in the you know running around in a meadow. It's yeah, it's, I I think it's um, it's full of new life and hope. Oh, how lovely! Yeah. What a lovely answer. Yeah. And what's the best <laughs> thing about the Netherlands? I think the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think uh, I like the energy of, uh, well, like I just said, I think in every culture there's something really beautiful in it. Um, and so so has the, the Dutch uh, culture. So yeah. lovely. I love going over, especially when it's like ADE. It's my favorite time of oh, year. Oh, yeah. More sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So lovely. So lovely. <laughs> well, that and street waffles, which I was... Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Every, I think in every... I, I became a Strova for uh, ambassador. So every country I went, I brought us a present, the Strova waffles, yeah. I yeah. literally, just last night, I ate the last two that I had in my fridge and they've been in there. <laughs> oh really oh send me your address i'll make sure you get some new oh, ones lovely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no last, problem. thank you yeah. <laughs> and my last question for you is so this podcast is called can you put me on guest list yes so i would like to know if you have a guest list rule because i'm sure that you're asked for guest list yeah. quite a lot <laughs> yeah do not ask me <laughs> Do not ask me whether there's also lockers on site. When there's lockers on site. Yeah, it's, I think the worst thing that, you know, and it's, I know it's very strange, but at the beginning of the event, that's the most busiest moment mm. because everyone's still, you know, uh, getting into place. And then there's your friends who are like, I am about to leave where do I need to get out? What's the address I should give to the cab? Are there lockers? Like, hey, listen, <laughs> we have a website. There's information on it. I put you on the guest list. So the rest you should, you should <laughs> by yourself. I'll see you there. <laughs> Here's the information and I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> <I'm busy now. laughs> oh, amazing. A great answer. <laughs> Rosanne, this has been so, so, so lovely. It's been a yeah, great, likewise. Yeah, it's been so great to, to end the day chatting with you and having a um, a bit of a laugh as well. And uh <laughs> Just finding out more about what you do and everything that you've got going on. You're obviously super, super busy and I'm really excited for what's to come for you. So thank you yeah. so much for being thank part you. of my podcast. Thank yeah, thank you for having a good time. And send me your address. I'm going to send you the strobe baffles. Oh, I'm yeah. going to send you my address. <laughs> <laughs>